Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tennessee Titans plans for a new stadium drew ever closer this week as the uh, the Metro Nashville Council voted 25 to 11 in favor of the plan on second reading. There will be a third and final reading at a specially called session on April 25th, which uh, assuming nothing dramatic changes between now and then, uh, that approval will be voted will be approved then and the titans will i assume break ground sometime thereafter certainly there will be a ceremonial groundbreaking at least uh, a short time after and and how uh, how quickly construction begins in earnest we will see it'll probably wait until after the uh, the fall but that so that is moving forward continually the uh, the NFL draft draws ever closer we are now just over a week away, and uh, as it does, the Titans continue to make moves. In recent days, they signed wide receiver Chris Moore, uh, 29 years old, most recently with the Houston Texans, and linebacker Ben Neiman, 25 years old, most recently with the Arizona Cardinals. Both guys have been primarily role players throughout their careers, uh, they are they are the newest members of the Titans, and the trade talk continues. There is uh, there is there is it seems like every week there's a another little spin on uh, on what the Titans might do with with one of their veteran players. Uh, we will talk about uh, these things and more on this uh, on this edition of Believe in Titans with uh, with the usual lineup. Former Titans cornerback Denard Walker. Denard, good day. It's a great day, David. How are you and uh, John doing this evening? All right, we'll go with a great day. I like that. John Glennon, how are you? Great. I'll follow that up. There you go. Playing hurt again, as as we mentioned last week. But uh, but John Glennon just uh, he he's just digging through, and uh, and I am David Beauclair, and we thank you as always for tuning in, and and I must remind you that. Uh, the Believe in Titans podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting. Everything from the NBA and NHL playoffs to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And uh, gentlemen, we have uh, we have talked a lot in recent weeks, obviously, about the Titans first round pick as they still sit with number 11, whether they'll stay there, whether they'll move up, uh, move back who they, who they might be looking at in the first round and whatnot. But uh, let's uh, let's, let's take a 
take a little time here and focus on day two, which is, of course, rounds two and three, and and can be uh, can be really instrumental in uh, in building a roster. And and I point you, you know, we we can go to 2016, for example, and note that uh, Derrick Henry was picked in the second round that year. Kevin Byard was picked in the third round that year, and uh, uh, you know, quite uh, arguably the the best player on offense, best player on defense, still to this day, if or certainly most important at least. However you want to, however however you want to classify that, the Titans uh, Titans have number forty one overall in the second round this year, number seventy two overall in the third round. Uh, Harold Landry, another good player, for example, was the 41st overall pick in 2018. You can go to 2011 and find Jarrell Casey in the third round at, at 77th. And uh, let's go all the way back to 1997 and a cornerback named Denard Walker taken 75th overall had a, uh, had a steal. nice career. Yeah, great player. Steal. Exactly. was a starter yeah, right from the get go. His arm, yes. His arm yes. weren't very long. It kind of You said they were longer than Rogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, uh, so, you know, like, like I said, there's the talk of maybe a quarterback or, you know, certainly everybody would be happy with a tackle or a, uh, or a wide receiver at number 11. Um, John, let's start with you. You look at the number 41 pick. What, uh, as you look at draft boards and things, you look at the Titans' needs, what, what, what do you think they might be thinking for number 41? Number 41, you know, I, I, as we all know about the Titans last year, the, the big, big, big need was, was offense. All kinds of needs, all kinds of questions for this team on offense. So, you know, we, we've talked about the first round recently, and I, I still lean towards offensive line attack tackle of my first round pick. So uh, I'm continuing that, that trend even into the, into the second and third rounds as well. Um, and uh, I've looked at, at wide receiver and tight end, you know, one, one time I would think maybe wide receiver second, tight end third, and then kind of flipped them back and forth. And I, I finally can, uh, wound up going uh, with their second round pick at 41 there. I like going tight end, uh, because I think kind of the run of really good tight ends will end before they get to their third round pick. And I think this is a good year to get one of those really good tight ends. Uh, so I'm going to go with the uh, the big monster um, out of Georgia, the, the tight end Darnell Washington, um, just because you just don't get a chance to draft these kind of guys uh, a lot. Uh, six, seven, you know, 264 pounds. Um, you know, basically plays like a, like another offensive lineman uh, at at tight end, um, but he's got you know he's a good athlete. He's got uh, he's obviously a tremendous huge target uh, in the passing game. He didn't put up huge numbers as a pass receiver. Twenty eight catches last year, four hundred and fifty yards or so, but he averaged you know sixteen yards a catch uh, as well. And and I think he was by by all accounts underutilized in the passing game because Georgia had Brock Bowers as a tight end and they were throwing a ton of passes to him. Um, but this guy is is just a stud, you know, and in my way of thinking, you've already got your kind of pass-catching, gadgety tight end for the Titans in Chigo Conquo. You've got a guy in Trevin Wesco who was, you know, primarily uh, just uh, about completely a blocker 
Darnell Washington gives you kind of the best of both worlds. Huge offensive lineman. Titans are still a run-heavy team until proven otherwise. So he gives you plenty of help there. And I think he's going to become an even better pass-catching target uh, as a pro, whether it's red zone or, or middle of the field than he was. So I'm, I'm going with the uh, with the uh, the big man out of Georgia, tight end Darnell Washington there. Interesting. Nice complimentary piece for Chigo Conquo for sure. Denard Walker, if you're drafting for the Titans, who uh, who do you have at the top of your second-round wish list right now? Well, last week I went with DeJuan Jones out of Ohio State, but, John, I'm going to piggyback on you because there's a young man that I'm very high on. I've had a chance to watch him play in that Pac-12 uh, game against USC, the championship. That's Dalton Kincaid. This young man is a stud. You think about <clears throat> you think about Kansas City and who is Patrick Mahomes' safety blanket. There's one name that comes to mind, and that's Travis Kelsey. You think about the game against Dallas. Who was really Dallas's offense that day? Dallas Schultz. I mean, D- excuse me, Dalton Schultz. Schultz yeah, he yeah. is a stud. And you look about excuse me, Dallas Goddard at Philly. He had a great game against Tennessee. Now, there's a name, Dalton Kincaid is absolutely amazing, uh, uh, David. And let me let me just give you a little background on this young man. He was a great basketball player coming out of high school. And he was actually took up football late, uh, played one year of high school football, ended up being an all-state uh, tight end, goes to the University of San Diego, plays there a few seasons, didn't get a lot of reps, transfers to Utah, and he's a 2022 Pac-12 uh, first team. Uh, David, let me tell you something. This young man is phenomenal. When you think of players like Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, and Jimmy Graham, what's the first thing you think about when you think about these tight ends? Big catches, touchdowns. Yeah, they catch touchdowns, but again, but they're basketball players. You know, let's not forget Tony Gonzalez was a great forward at Cal. Uh, Antonio Gates played, what was that, Toledo? And then you look at Jimmy Graham at the U. These guys were excellent basketball players. Same thing as Dalton. And he's young and he's raw. David, I feel like this is going to be the steal of the draft. You already lost Austin Hooper. I mean, was a big, big part of your offense last season. So you need a playmaker, especially at the tight end position. And I feel like he would be a great asset next to Chig. And two young players dynamic duo and they have different it's like they have a different skill level chick we know that you can line up at the fullback you can line them up at wing you can line up on the outside but this right here this player dalton he's a special player david i love to see tennessee get him at number 41 in the second round it's interesting your your two picks there put me in mind of a little bit of titans history too if you think back to um, maybe maybe 2000, I think it was. Uh, you might remember this, Denard. It was it was when Antonio Gates was sort of just starting to become Antonio Gates, and the uh, the Titans tried to copy this by signing a a basketball player slash tight end out of Georgia by the name of Larry Brown. He was a big, oh, that did well, big, Lord. yeah, big, big athletic guy and whatnot. It, it was clearly the Titans thinking, well, geez, maybe we can get our own sort of Antonio Gates. But, uh, but Larry was not the most motivated oh, no. guy in the world. I remember, I remember one time during a practice, Neil O'Donnell running the scout team. And after a rep, Neil walks up to Larry and he just goes, Larry, look, do me a favor. You tell me what routes you're going to run hard on the 
so that I don't have to waste my time looking at you on the routes you don't. And, uh, and they, they, they call the play in the huddle. Larry, by the time he got to the line, he forgot what play to run. I mean, Larry couldn't remember a, a ball from a cat. <laughs> but uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way on you guys here. Uh I'm gonna go defense and uh you know it it's become a thing for the for the Titans to to look for cornerbacks early in the draft when you talk about Christian Fulton in the second round, followed by Caleb Farley in the first round, Roger McCreary in the second round last year. Cornerback Tam Smith out of South Carolina. He's uh, he's got good size, six one one eighty. But but here's the thing: I I think you know as Mike Vrabel has spent more and more time as a head coach and and started to really get a clear picture of what he thinks and and what he likes at the cornerback position. I, I you know is we've we've had, we've had a lot of fun with Roger McCreary's arm length, right? But but Roger McCreary plays football and Roger McCreary makes plays, and that's what uh, you know that's what Mike Vrabel's looking for at that position. And Cam Smith, over the last two years, had 15 PBUs plus four interceptions on 70 balls thrown his way. That means he is breaking up, you know, almost one out of every four that that's that's coming his direction. And uh, that's a uh, you know that that's the kind of production that I, I think it just translates, regardless of you know. I mean, he's obviously guarding SEC wide receivers there, and you just. You know, if you can if you can make those kinds of plays in college, you're gonna you're gonna make those kinds of plays in the NFL. Yeah, you're gonna give up some some bigger ones because the wide receivers are a little bit better. But whatever you know, whatever the the nitpicking the scouts want to do uh, on a guy like that, you're, you're just gonna. I think you're just gonna look at that that production and say that's a guy that that's a guy we want in our defense, and uh, and it and it'll continue that that trend. Like I say, of young productive cornerbacks uh Caleb Farley is not part of the productive uh part of that yet but uh we'll, you know we'll see what this year holds for him but uh if he struggles again then I think you feel good about Fulton McCreary and and Cam Smith as your uh as your top three there so that's uh that's where I'm thinking and you know you just cornerbacks are just don't seem to be that, that to me, that's not one of those positions that you can you, you can really hit on very often late in the third day. It, it's you know you kind of got to get them on Thursday or Friday if you, if you're going to get them. It just seems to be that way there for for me more than anybody else. Uh, seven, let's go let's go through it again. Seventy two third round pick if the Titans stay there. Uh, John Glenn, who who do you think who do you like there the Titans as a Titans pick? Sticking with, with theme offense here. Offense. You're going all offense. Oh, yeah. Three for three here. We want uh, offensive line in the first. We're going tight end the second. And I'm um, going on the outside because we all know that the Titans are desperate for, for wide receivers. Um, you know, a uh, very thin uh, wide receiver room at present. You know, they need some playmakers. So, uh, you know, I, I was kind of went uh, between about three different guys here. I really like, you know, Cedric Tillman, uh, the UT wide receiver. I kind of think he fits a lot of the Titans' needs, but I, I suspect I'd like to cheat and kind of say him, but I think he's probably going to be gone off the board by then. Not for sure, but probably. So that narrowed it down to two. Um, one uh, is, is Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Uh, not a giant guy, 5'11", 187, not, not tiny either, um, but speed, runs a 4'4", 5'. Uh, um, 
it, it really shined in uh, not not last year, but the previous year uh, for Michigan State. Fifty five catches, eleven touchdowns, uh, and he was averaging about seventeen yards a catch. This is a guy who can can clearly get open downfield. Over the last two years, forty six plays of 20, 20 or more yards over the past two years, which is a lot, obviously. And as an added measure, he averaged almost 15 yards per punt return. Uh, we know that Kyle Phillips' uh, career as a punt returner may or may not be on permanent hold after last year. Uh, so I think the Titans could, uh, could, could stand to have somebody else in that department. So he's my speed guy. I'm kind of leaning towards that. The other guy I, I really like, too, uh, is the Ole Miss wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo. Not as fast. Um, but more in the, in the form of that Titans mold of guys we've seen them pick in recent years, 6'2", 220, still runs about a, you know, about a four five or so. Um, and, and he's capable, not, not a speed merchant, I'd say not a huge downfield threat, but still last year, 10 catches of 30 plus yards, nothing to sneeze at either. Um, good. Both of these guys are good run blockers, which we all know is important. M Mingo is the bigger of the two, so he's probably a little bit better there. Mingo is is a good uh, yards after catch guy too. Um, as I said, bigger physical, whereas Reed is is faster. So in the end, uh, as desperate as we know this Titans team is for speed, I lean towards uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State because of that. He's he's a little bit too. He's a guy that you always have to account for going deep. Uh, he's a good tracker of deep throws, good catching uh, the ball, uh, the the long pass. So I will go with uh, with him uh, with my third round pick. Interesting, Denard Walker. If you're a scout, who are you? Uh, who are you banging on Rand Carthen's desk for? Who 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 are you advocating here? Well, last year the Titans at the third round number uh, was pick sixty nine. They went with this young man Nicholas Petit Frere, who was solid last year at that right tackle position. And I'm listen, Derrick Henry is getting up in age and he needs some help and he didn't get it from the perimeter game. So you need some really solid offensive linemen. There's a young man who I love out of Syracuse of all places, the orange man, baby. And the big man, Matthew Bergeron. I, I love the last name Bergeron. He's Canadian, 6'5", 318 pounds. He's played over 2,500 snaps at tackle. What I love about Matthew, uh, David, is he's very versatile. He can play both left and right, and that's what you want to see, versatility from your offensive lineman. He is a solid uh, blocker. He's a stud. He's, he's physically he's great in zone blocking. You know, Tennessee, they love to run those zone runs. He's strong at the point of attack. When you watch him, there's a game against Notre Dame, and they had a good defense at the end. And, I mean, once he latches on, you're not going anywhere. And what I love about him is his footwork. What Syracuse loves to do is they pull their tackles. Very rarely do you see tackles pull, especially in the NFL. You see a lot of guards pulling. But when you can see a tackle that can go from one side to the other, I mean, the big man can move. And he's, like I said, he's physically gifted. He's young. He's just raw. And what I love about him is he typically wins those one-on-one -on -one battles. He's a very physical player. I feel like if, if Tennessee can just get some more young offensive linemen, continue to build, I think the sky's the limit for Tennessee and this uh, young player, uh, Matthew Bergeron, out of Syracuse. I, I like the way you're thinking. I, I was thinking offensive line here as well, but uh... – but but I'm going on I'm going inside. You know, Ben Jones is gone. I know the the thinking is 
Aaron Brewer is is a, a more natural fit at center. His size won't be as much of an issue there. But uh, there's a guy out of Minnesota, John Michael Schmitz, who uh, who is a big body for a center at six four three twenty. One of these guys was a was an accomplished high school wrestler, so he he understands leverage, plays with good leverage. Um, you know, to your way way of thinking too, Denard. They uh, they used an outside zone scheme there, which he is he is well versed at. And Pro Football Focus had him graded at uh, ninety two point four last season, which was the uh, the highest of all Division one centers. Uh, I, I've seen I've seen some draft rankings that have a second round grade on this guy, and uh, you know I, I think as a center they're. Uh, you know that that's a position that's just not sexy enough that you know that it, it it's really a leap to kind of go in the first or second round so i i think he i think he will be there in the third round and and you just look at the you look at the history of this team you know you go back to kevin mawai's four years here at uh at, at center and and all four years that he was the center this team had it was top 10 in the league in rushing offense you look at what they've done with Ben Jones and 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 Derrick Henry as a combination now that you know both both Mawai and Jones came in as as free agents they were veteran players you know this is a guy who will obviously have to learn on the job but there seems to be no doubt that he will be a a, a very good NFL center and uh um I think uh I think as part of the offensive line rebuild this year that that would not be a bad way to go just just get a guy like that and let the you know sort of let the whole line grow up around him and uh and, and go from there so that's uh you know that that's that's just a little uh just a little fun and games for us there uh, you know as we as we know you can get and you will get really good players in the second and third round sometimes you know those those are the those are the guys who will make or break your draft in a in a lot of ways so uh that'll be uh that'll be worth watching as as next week transpires um also worth watching if we continue to uh continue to hear this is the uh is the the trade talk ESPN's Jeremy Fowler said over the weekend that uh he thinks Kevin Byard would be open to a trade if the uh, if the Titans wanted to do that. Now Byard, of course, there was the reports that they want him to take a pay cut, and uh, and he doesn't want to take a pay cut to this point. None of that has happened. But but Byard now joins uh, Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill as three really big names on this team that uh, that that have been mentioned as as possible possibly being traded this off season. So. Uh, um, Denard, we'll start with you. If uh, is there one of those guys you think is is more likely than the others to be traded, and why? Yeah, and I, I hate to talk about this because the one guy that I think might be traded is I'm one of his biggest fan, and that's Kevin Byard. I I don't think right now Hassan Hoskins uh, Haskins, excuse me, is the answer at the running back position. I still think Derrick Henry is elite, and he's in a league of his own. I don't think that this is a team right now that can give the keys to Malik and say, hey, we want you uh, to lead this team and go forward. I, I don't think he's ready yet. Even if you uh, go up, let's say, to that you draft up to that number three, and let's say you get a Will Levis, I don't think he's going to come in right away and absolutely light it up. So that leaves one name, and I hate to say this, but when you look at Kevin Byard, he's 29 years old. Unfortunately, in this league, when you start getting up in age, 
your value decreases. I don't care how productive you are at times. And the reason I say this is if you look at last year, Tennessee traded away a young man by the name of A.J. Brown, probably the best player. <laughs> and unfortunately, that ended up with the general manager out of the door midseason by the name of John Robinson. So if you're Rand Carthon, you make this move, you better make sure that you get someone uh, that you can replace because this would be beneficial for Kevin. And I'm going to tell you why. This right now, when you look at the safety position at the free safeties, there's it's, it's a if you look at it, it's actually not a deep pool. So this can actually benefit uh, payment wise. I mean, getting compensated. If you look at Kevin, there's only one other name out there, a high name, a high volume player, and that's Buddha Baker. So these are two guys right now that could end up if they end up in free agency or trade. They can end up getting paid. I'm talking, David, I'm talking about compensated. And you also got to look at Kevin's cap number. What is this? 19.623 uh, cap hit. So you have to look at that. That's high. And he only has two years left on his contract. So this might be a move that Tennessee said, listen, we might have no other choice. Yeah. It, and, you know, Kevin Byard has has said repeatedly he wants to play his whole career in Tennessee. But, you know, Kevin's also a very smart guy and, and he might look at this team right now and say, well, seven and 10 last year, we're, we're kind of in a strange place. You know, if, if they were to trade me to a, a, a Kansas city or a, a Buffalo or somebody that, you know, he feels like would, would, would give him better chance of winning before the end of his career. Certainly while he's still a very productive player, you could, you could understand how a guy like that might be open to that. But, uh, you know, we'll go John Glennon, same question to you of the, of the big three there. Who, who do you see as most likely to be traded? Uh, might be a little surprising, but, but I think uh, Derek Henry in some ways makes the most sense as a guy who might get traded. Um, and the reasoning for me is, you know, I'm not sure whether it's just, this is just the Titans or for any team, but to me, I, I think it's easier uh, to replace somebody at running back uh, quicker also to replace somebody at running back than it is at a uh, quarterback uh, and and safety as well, especially with your Titans. As, as Denard referenced to the quarterback spot, I think, you know, you trade Ryan Tannehill this year. You know, I, I don't think Malik Willis is ready to be a starter right now. And, and unless they get like a Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, I don't think any of those other guys are ready to be a step in and be a starter right away either. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what you're looking at uh, as your as your starting quarterback, you know, for the coming year. I think you're certainly in, you're in for some struggles there. Uh, and a little bit of a similar argument with, with Kevin Byard, too, in that I just don't see, you know, there, there's not a guy in waiting on that on that roster. There's not a guy you point to on the depth chart and say, yeah, I, I, I see this guy as, you know, maybe a year or two down the road. Uh, is replacing Kevin Byard, and obviously you can draft somebody this year. Uh, but still, he's he's a rookie stepping into some some pretty big shoes if you do that. And and to me, in in general, you know, with a running back, and I'm not saying Hassan Haskins is necessarily the future, but one way or another, you know, you can get Hassan Haskins, and and maybe it's somebody else that you draft this year. Maybe you know get some sort of a committee going uh, and find it easier to replace a guy like Derrick Henry, who as good as he is. Still, you know, he's 29-year-old running back. The numbers have gone down a bit in recent years. Some of the key numbers, not all of the numbers. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, you, you, I think you can find it easier to, to replace someone. And it's an easier 
uh, transition from from college to the pros also, I think, for a running back uh, as well than it is the the other two spots. So I would see, I would say uh, Henry to me. Now, I think you could save, obviously, more money cap space-wise with either Bayard or Tannehill um, than you could with uh, with Derrick Henry. But, you know, if, if it's a post June 1st trade for for Derrick Henry, you still you save eleven million dollars in in cap at that spot, and uh, you're only uh, you're looking at a uh, five point four million uh, dead cap money as as well. So that's uh, that's that's maybe my surprising choice there. Yeah, and and I, I I will say this, people, we we did not like draw names from a hat here, or we didn't plan this out. But to me, it's Ryan Tannehill. I I I mean, I think of I can't get Rand Carthens. He's our quarterback for now. Comment out of my head, and uh, and and I think uh, I think Mike Vrabel in his in the the quiet moments in his office. I I think Mike Vrabel probably thinks back to that uh, that, that playoff game against Cincinnati and sees three interceptions, and uh, it, you know it, that that's hard to get over. Keep in mind the the only two. The only two playoff games Ryan Tannehill has won as a quarterback were were uh, Baltimore and New England back in 2019, and he threw a combined like 20 was it 28 passes I think in those two games. And anytime he's actually had to throw uh, to help the Titans win a playoff game, he hasn't been able to do it. So while Tannehill is clearly the best option on the roster right now, I. I I do believe they are they are open to offers for him. I I I don't think it's a coincidence that Malik Willis was drafted last year and uh you know coming off that playoff loss to Cincinnati that was that was the first time the the Titans were clearly thinking beyond Ryan Tannehill and uh I I think uh I I I just think yeah I think he's a guy that that they know they know his limitations and, and yes, they've won more games with him than not. And, and he, he, you know, he, he's played hurt. He's, he's done everything he could to help this team, but, uh, but it just, I, I think, uh, I think with a new GM, with, with some of the changes, you know, with, with Taylor Lewan moving on with, uh, with Derek Henry getting older, I, I just sort of feel a sense of, this team is ready to get on to its next quarterback, whoever that is, whether it's uh, whether it's somebody in the draft, whether it's a you know it's a Trey Lance, whatever. It just it just feels like to me that uh, in about two weeks' time, there's going to be a, a completely different quarterback picture, and the Titans are going to get aggressive about about trying to move Tannehill. But uh, so, so who did? Let me ask you this: uh, yeah. Who in, in your scenario and? and... I agree with you. The quarterback picture could certainly change. You could either draft someone or, or add someone by trade, but I'm not sure I see a starter right away in, in those guys. And to me, I, w- I would rather have that person, whoever it is, sit one more year behind Tannehill. And in, in, in your scenario, who would you start, you know, as, as quarterback in, in 2023? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking Trey Lance is coming here. Like I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's a couple trades. It's a trade with San Francisco to get uh, to get Trey Lance here, and uh, you know maybe it's the scenario where Malik Willis goes to the 49ers. Then you trade uh, you trade Tannehill to to wherever you're going to trade him, and you, you know you you go from there. You 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 sign another free agent. You draft. Uh, 
you, you know, you draft maybe on the in the in the third or fourth round. I think there's. I I just feel like I just feel like change is coming to that position, and uh, and and like I say, in in two weeks' time here, we might we might see a completely different quarterback room for that for this team. So, David, I got a question. Yeah. If you're if you're Cal Shanahan right now, and John Lynch. And I know the quarterback coach quite well. I played with him, Brian Greasy, uh, out there in San Francisco. Let's say you trade uh, Trey Lance right now to Tennessee. That means you got one – and Jimmy Garoppolo now is in Las Vegas. So right, right now – and then we talked about Brock Purdy. There, there's no guarantee that Brock Purdy is going to be ready for training camp. If you're if – you're, I don't think Cal Shanahan and John Lynch is saying we're not letting him go because – who else do we have? There's well, no yeah, one yeah. else. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Darnold. they're in a hurry. I, I mean, oh, they, Sam Darnold, like I just said, who else do they have? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they and and you you make a great point about Jimmy Garoppolo because they learned last year that you don't have to move a guy just because he's good enough to play but isn't playing, right? I mean, they they know that lesson as well as anybody because they they eventually needed Garoppolo for a while last year and uh and and they were talking about getting him back in there potentially late in the playoffs if uh if that's the way things were going to go. So, I I agree but but I but I also think Rand Carthen you know, as a as a first year GM, he's got a relationship with Trey Lance. He he, you know, he I, I think he can see what the what the team, what the offense specifically would be with Trey Lance in charge. And and I think in 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 a perfect world in his mind, that's what he's thinking. That's that's why I think that. And uh, uh, you know, I, I it, there's a lot again. There's a lot to like about Ryan Tannehill. If you end up in Week One with with Ryan Tannehill as the Titan starter, I, I think you feel I think you feel good about that. But I but I also feel like from the moment Malik Willis was drafted last year, everybody's wheels. You, you know, you all you're, you're just automatically going. What's after Tannehill? And and the way things went last year, I think there's there's more of a there's more of a hurry to get there. Like, okay, you know, let, let's, this isn't going to happen probably with Ryan Tannehill. So let's, let's move on. That's, that's just, you know, and again, that's no, no one has told me that that's just me sort of trying to read the tea leaves. What I know of, of people in that building, how they, you know, trying to read between the lines, that sort of thing. So we'll, uh, We'll see. We'll see. It'll it'll be very interesting. I I know I know one thing for certain. If any of those three are traded, Titans fans will be sad because they have been uh, they have all been good players, productive players, exciting players. Uh, you know, Henry and and Byard really specifically have done spectacular things, and and Tannehill was uh, was has been a very important piece to this team. You know. After going through the Jake Locker, Marcus Mariota, never quite as good as you wanted, you know the the expectations for Tannehill when he came in here were so low, and and he blew though you know blew them out of the water. So, uh, um, but I, I do think I do think it's going to be a, a a very interesting time here over the next couple of weeks. So that's uh, I, that that's about all we've got time wise for this thing. This. Uh, conversation went quickly today so we got about uh got about two minutes left here denard as uh as you look ahead to next week with the uh with the draft what's uh what, what's your what's your sense titan stay 
say put it number 11 or are they moving one way or another? Uh, depends on Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel. What are they looking for? You looking for your starting quarterback? Your starting quarterback gonna be Ron Tanham. I'm gonna go with Tanham for next 2023. But okay. who's the future? So if you if you're looking for the future, yeah, go ahead and make that move and uh, draft up to number three. John, you think they're staying put, or you think a, a, a trade for that first round pick is coming? I think um, more likely to move back. In in my opinion. Uh, I, I think they can still get a quality guy if they move back uh, a bit and, and they can add draft capital. They've only got six draft picks right now. So, um, you know, at, at this point in time, on this day, I think they'll move back. That's what I'll put my dollar on. All right. Well, we uh, we shall see. Like we said, it's just uh, it's just over a week away at this point. And uh, and we we will look forward to that uh, along with the rest of you. And uh we will we will talk about it all beforehand and and what happens we will uh, we will be back to break it on down here at uh, at Believe in Titans. So until then, Denard Walker, good day. Have a good evening, fellas. Thank you. And John Glennon, you take care. All right, enjoy it, guys. And I am David Beauclair. This has been the latest episode of Believe in Titans, brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.